Hi and <laughs> Don't look at anybody. Just say it. <laughs> it's like... Take two. We're thirsty. Come on. <laughs> I, I told you I couldn't do this. Just do it. Hi and welcome to the fifth Coals of Fire podcast. Ha ha sweet. It's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this is the first girl guest we've had on the podcast. This is the first, first one that's talked. <laughs> remember Angela? Yeah. She was, I remember. Yeah. She was here. Angela? <laughs> oh, that one chick. <laughs> yeah, that if one you had, chick. If you had said, if you had said that, that one, one chick, chick, then I would have known. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, as, I, yeah, yeah, we'll just start in with, uh, we actually have a guest. Hannah, insert last name. Um. What? <laughs> we I, don't take, time, I don't take time <laughs> to learn people's last names. I wouldn't expect you to. You I call him name. Twitch because it's a whole lot easier than Troy Killingsworth. Writing down Troy Killingsworth, by the way, not fun at all because people in line behind you are like... Dude, and I'm like, I can't help it, okay? I got okay. adopted into this family. Okay. Now, Killingsworth, you're talking to two McCorkendales <laughs> and a Lininger. <laughs> See? See? You all Everybody run. here feels your pain. <laughs> and when you get in trouble and have to ride it like five times. You know what, Troy? You just times just 20. scribble, kind of circle, circle, line. You're done. What I did, what I, do I started Nick. doing, <laughs> I do a uh, smiley face with a wink. I, was I do say little Nick. Yeah, have you seen, have you seen my signature? You can see... There's definitely a D, mm-hmm. and then there's a V in there, and then there's a space, and then MCC squiggly line. That's how Dad does it too. <laughs> that's yeah. You know, as long as I, as long as I'm consistently squiggly. I think Dad's is D M C scribble scribble scribble. Something scribble. like that. <laughs> I don't think he puts his full. I think it's just it's D. D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should see my dad. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dad, how do you? I write okay. scribble. <laughs> so, anyway, um, <laughs> the three of us, three out of uh, out of the four of us, just just literally an hour a couple ago. hours ago, yeah, <laughs> got back from Young Christians Weekend down at Silver Dollar City in the wonderful southwest area of Branson. I'm doing a fist pump. You can't see it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure really what, what 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 to ask or say. Well, do we? I was gonna say, do we want to start with that or Winterfest? Jam. Jam. Winter Jam. Winterfest what is, is SBU. Winterfest is SBU's Jam term classes. I never call it Winterfest, but I've had that term stuck in my head. Winter Jam. Winter Jam. Or Winterfest Fake College. That's a good Winter <laughs> Jam awesomeness. <laughs> Okay, I have handcuffs. <laughs> Don't mess with me. I um, <laughs> yeah, it might not be a bad idea to talk about Winter Jam first. Of course, that's, that's first kinda, and it's Winter Jam was so much more awesome. Like, will we be able to talk about in Christmas weekend after talking about? <laughs> I I really don't know because that that kind of takes the cake. Well, I think we just kind of want to summarize, let everyone know uh, that it happened and uh, like what our thoughts were. So yeah, Which we one? can start Winterfest, with... Winter Jam, Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> That was not intentional either. Um, I say we every time every no no every time he he says fest every time he says that I'm gonna put boing in the background. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that okay. sounds good to me. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna do if it's if it's winter fest. Just if he says fest, it doesn't matter. So was that the festival this weekend? <laughs> boing boing. 
Um, yeah, so we'll start with Winter Jam. Uh, my, my Christmas present uh, to uh, the four regulars, so Donald, Troy, and Fred, and myself, uh, I got the, uh, the Jam Nation passes, oh, passes. which uh, so we got in uh, the, the pre-jam party started at 6.30, the actual concert started at 7, but we got in the doors at 4.30. Mm-hmm. We also got a Q&A with uh, like three of the members of Building 429 mm-hmm. Carrie, Carrie Joby, Joby. 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 Um, and, the and two one guy from from We Are Human, We As Human Was two. it two? Two from We As Human, the lead singer and the drummer we as human, okay. by the way, I could not find on the Zoom network. Or I found like one song. I found them. I found them on iTunes. I found them. They they only have an EP out, so it's only like four songs. Okay. Okay. Five. Yeah. yeah. I was like four or five. That's yeah. that's it. That's all they have. But now yeah, they played all five songs at the concert. That's why. That's why they <laughs> opened the pre jam. <laughs> they don't have because much they music. right. They, it's not like they have a whole lot of material to, to do. So yeah, but I really but I thought liked they really did. Good. I I liked them, mm-hmm. and I really liked their music. Uh, listening what I listened to before the now the concert. So I'm gonna do a little Debbie Downer. I did. I was not really impressed with Group One Crew. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Group One Crew. I'm either. the only person who went who was. Listen to any Group One Crew songs and liked them. <laughs> I every day. I'm sure I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed Group One Crew's performance simply uh, because <laughs> I one guy? don't like them, <laughs> and they did a good job performing. But I don't like their music. So you know, to be able to do that, to be able to make someone like me go, "Oh, hey, yeah, they did a good job," but at the same time, I don't like their music. So I mean, they did. A, they did. They put they a lot good. of energy into. For you to say that about anybody, I know. I was very disappointed. Like three of the five songs they did were not their songs. Not their songs. They were just. They were. I mean, they were just these really thought, popular songs. I thought that was a clever idea, at least, because well, a lot of the people who went to this probably didn't like rap. They were the right. only rap group. There. Hip hop. Hip hop. Whatever. There's a difference. Whatever. Close enough to rap. Everybody else was rock. <laughs> well, which is. Yeah. So they went with it. some oldies. They were playing a bunch of oldies, which I thought was very fun. See, I can understand doing one just to kind of help get the crowd into it, but. Three out of the five? But yeah, I mean, a majority of your your material should be your own. Yeah. That's that's my. Just my Agreed. But. Who knows, they might have done, in most of the places, they might have done more of their own. It was just that might have been that the one guy couldn't get up, too. The one guy had, like, a broken ankle or something. So he was, yeah. the one singer was sitting on a stool the entire time. I don't think Rocking. that matters. <laughs> if, they could still, if they could still do their opening, their big, like... Neon, ch- yeah, catching with with just with just her. That's I'm pretty true. sure they could do all the rest of their material because he was still singing. He just wasn't dancing. Yeah, I mean, um, but we need to, We're gonna keep. I'm just, I'm gonna try and keep this rolling. Okay. Uh, what what band there was your guys's uh, favorite? Do you really have to ask? Me? <laughs> I, think I do. I because not mine everybody was, was not. There. Mine was not uh, was not Skillet, and I I have a feeling that's what you're gonna say. My favorite band was Skillet. I don't know if that was my favorite performance. Though. That's what I'm asking. Like mm-hmm. you, the, of the of the performances, of the performances we saw, like which performance did you prefer? I really liked We as Human, but they were the pre-jam. Yeah. But Building 429. Oh, ah, 
I yeah. agree. They did yeah. an excellent, excellent job. I knew most of their. I know almost all their music. Um, I didn't know many of the songs they did. I think but, I did too. <laughs> but they have just this kind of ability. All their songs are just great for getting everyone involved. Yeah. Like, you can't not uh, be standing there listening to them do uh, Listen to the Sound Yeah. <laughs> without just getting pumped up. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I agree. Building 429 did an excellent job. The reason, like, I didn't rate Skillet, number one, yes, they had a huge amount of pyrotechnics, um, but Literally. I feel yeah. like it kind of distracted from the music. You know what I mean? Like, I really liked it. Um, First time they set off those fireworks, it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> well, but that's... I wasn't looking at that part of the stage because <laughs> the first time they did that, they pulled, like, the drum set had moved up, like, 50 feet. And yeah. were literally... I was standing five feet away from the drummer. <laughs> who was who was who was spinning yeah. and going up. And I was in like, we were <laughs> in like the, we got in early, but we we're still in like row eleven or twelve or something. We yeah, but that's better. Closer. Yeah, that's I know, better. I know. Yeah. But my point is I was you know five feet away from her because they had the runway in the center. Yeah. And so I was turned sideways looking there and these fireworks go off with this huge bang. It scared me half to death. <laughs> I, I will say uh, that I liked that they had the fireworks shoot out of uh, John yeah. Cooper's guitar. guitar. <laughs> that was super cool. I, I, I want to know exactly how they did that. So that we can replicate it. Well, I don't necessarily want to replicate it. I just want to know how they did it without doing... Permanent damage. To well, damage the to the guitar because you have like with electric guitars, mm -hmm. bass and electric guitars, you have what's called a truss rod that runs the whole length of the guitar that affects the tension of your fretboard. And if that fretboard is off even slightly, like you just don't get the same sound. Yeah, you don't. Which is something you know if you like take your guitar into Guitar Center and say I want a full tune up. That's something they do is they make sure that that truss rod is set just right. Free advertising. <laughs> yeah, right. Go Guitar Center. No, I, I really do like Guitar Center. If I have anything that I want musically, like, they're going to be the first place I go. I don't and have if any they don't have equipment, it, they'll get having, it for you. I don't even have any music equipment, but having been there, I appreciate the work that they do. Yeah. They do a great job. They really do. <laughs> Which one of the things, like, they won't hire you unless you have experience in the department which you will be working. Like, the guy who runs the live sound department at... Uh, Really? Again, Troy? Uh, that one I don't have a choice on. That's a government page. Turn it it doesn't on. matter what my phone says. Pull the, pull the battery out. <laughs> I didn't have a choice now. <laughs> uh, I'll get pressing down later for my chief. Oops. Dang it, you derailed my train of thought. No, you didn't. The person at live... Yes, who is, who's in charge of the live sound department mm -hmm. at, at Guitar Center. He does DJing, like, yeah. apart from Guitar Center. You know, and Guitar Center allows them to set their business cards out, you know, non-affiliated with Guitar Center. Like, you know, that guy would do DJing for, like, proms or stuff like that as a side. So he's familiar with, you know, he knows how to set up your PA systems and, and run your... Your, your systems and everything so yeah. I, I think that's really good because when these people give you advice they know what they're talking about yeah. and at the same time they're familiar with not being able to afford the best of the best 
so they can help you know they can help the the people who are just starting up find the cheapest equipment that's also going to give Still you the best good. sound yeah. quality right mm -hmm. biggest bang for your buck as it were so yes. there you go guitar center free advertising we'll send you this podcast we'll send you a bill um <laughs> free <laughs> yeah um so yeah, Winter Jam. I think are we all in agreement that that mm -hmm. Building Four Twenty Nine kind of took yeah. the cake? I also def definitely like Sanctus Real, mm -hmm. especially oh, whenever yeah. they started out with the uh, that that one song. And if you listen to their recorded song, they did a really good job of adjusting the pan so that you know the intro guitar is in your right ear, da na 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 da na, and then it's your left ear, da na 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 da na, and you have this echo going back and forth. So they did a really good job, and then that's what they did at the performance. They had their one electric guitarist on one side on yeah. a podium, mm -hmm. and then the other one on the other side, and they did that echo back and they forth. They were in the audience, weren't they? Yeah, they were in the audience. <laughs> they had these podiums set up back in the audience, and it was and it was really cool. <laughs> they were also um, the ones who had those... No, that was Building 429. Had those balls. Mm. That was big smiling face beach balls. People in Springfield do not know how to beat balls around. No, not you know when whenever you're in a concert, if if you ever see this, like they'll do this occasionally just to kind of get the audience up and moving. Yeah. They'll throw take a bunch of beach balls and throw them into the audience, and you're supposed to you know hit them up and down. hit them around. Yeah, right. People keep hitting them onto the you stage. You hit them right. <laughs> People keep hitting them onto the stage towards the lead singer on Bill building 429 on purpose. That's stupid. Why would you? What do you think he's going to sign it, give it back to you? That's stupid. He's in the middle of a performance. Yeah. That is extremely and stupid. And he couldn't kick him because his he had the narrow boots. I mean, what happens points. What happens if he doesn't see it coming, like it hits him in the face and he does this reaction thing, falls off the stage? I was going to say, or the back. Hits him in that's, the back that's, and the side. Yeah. You know. I, that's so. That's that's our complaint of Winter Jam is no. is not not performance wise, but uh, but stupid people wise. Yeah. you hit Audience. it. Mm -hmm. You hit it up like you know the podiums are slanted, so you have the upper level, then yeah. the next level. You try to hit it to the utmost level because it's going to naturally come back to you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the nature of the beast. It it happens. Come, things go downhill. Things <laughs> go downhill. That's right. What goes up? So you hit naturally. it. Up. Come down. So if if you ever happen, you know, if anybody who uh, goes to concerts ever listens to this podcast, which one of the six people who do probably will, hmm. um, then that's what you do. You always hit it up. Okay. So moving on, Young Christians Weekend. We just got back from that. We went camping at the Table Rock Lake uh, State Park. Weather was fabulous. Weather yes, was absolutely. Was. You know, David David Spartan is uh, bright red arms. Yes, minor, minor, starting to redden up. Minor, I thought I, I, thought I escaped un, unscathed in the car, but and all that sunburn is from today's last conference. And yeah. minor because, already brown. Yeah, because last, that. even last night's open conference, it was getting dark. Yeah, the the so, sun was behind. Yeah, the, right. was behind the edge of the trees. Yeah, you um, So yeah, what what Young Christians Weekend is? Uh, the owners of Silver Dollar City, the theme park that's uh, in Southwest Missouri here. Um, the owners of it have a lot of Christian values, uh, so they do, number one, they have a month in the fall that's called a Gospel Fest. Yeah. Something like that. I and, know they do uh, bluegrass and barbecue. Right. <laughs> uh, but for one weekend, they have uh, Young Christians Weekend. They have a bunch of speakers come down and do all these seminar seminars and uh, several fairly large name bands that do the main conferences there's three main main events Friday nights um, and then there's three options you can go to on Saturday and then two on Sunday and uh, the bands that were down this year were 
the museum, the afters. the afters, and then the museum came back on Saturday, and then Chris August, and then uh, today it was uh, Chris Rowden, who he's kind of a local guy. I, I, I did not know who the first one was, but I enjoyed him from the funnel kick line. <laughs> Chris Rowden, he Chris Rowden has been to like every event I've been to that's that's in Southwest Missouri. Yeah, like. I, I think he's a local guy because Probably, he yeah. uh, <laughs> he was at Silver Dollar City the past two years. He opened for the Sunday Band the past two years of Young Christian Weekend. That's right. Yeah. Um, is it Chris Rowden? It's Caleb You're Brown. talking about Caleb Brown. Caleb Brown. That's right, yeah. he. Uh, I think he is as well because he's actually done... Not as well. We were talking about the no, same thing. No, I'm guy. saying I, I agree. Them. Oh, okay. I, as well as in I agree. I agree with you. Because he's done several conf- concerts at SBU. Yeah, I so that's, that's kind of why I think he's, I think probably, three, yeah. he's probably a little bit. And he's that was a local guy. And that was in my first three. But years he does there. he does a good job. I don't recall. I don't think he has any original music that he's written. He does. Does he? Yeah, I've got a CD. But he didn't do any of that today. He just did worship music, which is perfectly okay. Yeah, well, that's he does a good job morning, at it. You know, yeah. he does a good job at it. So I don't think you know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever actually heard him perform his music. See, Even at SBU, he always does yeah. worship music. Has he come back? But this year? anyway, after uh, Caleb Brown, the Sidewalk Prophets. Uh, I love that guy. They were really good. The lead singer has a voice. Holy crap. He's he's a little fluffy, but uh, Right, right. (laughs) But you know, that that just adds to the that just adds to the Yeah, that's right. Flavor. Instead of I have never seen anybody who can sing like that that wasn't though. I mean the lead singer Mercy Me is. No, that's very true. He's a big guy, yeah, and he can and he has a heck of a voice on him. So yeah, I think I think something about larger people. I, I don't know I don't well, I don't know any you. science behind it but uh, but yeah they they tend to uh, do a, a good job. I don't know I don't know why we why we got off on that tangent. <laughs> that was my fault. Uh, I'll claim it. <laughs> but yeah so um, anything you guys want to point out specifically that you enjoyed about Young Christians Weekend? Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed Joe White. Joe White. Always <laughs> White. Yeah. We we actually got to see him twice. We went to he yes. had a side he had a side seminar uh, called a radical approach to radical approach to sex, love, and dating, which he told several of the same stories that he told today Sunday. Yeah, but he did, but I like those were prompt, also stories right? that I've heard before. Right, when he's been out there, but yeah. they're good stories. Yeah, they are. So yeah. of course you're going to retell them. Um, but he had the the props thing that he did at the the Saturday seminar we went to. I really liked. Mm-hmm. I really liked how he tied it all together with that. Um, but yeah, he's a very good speaker. Of course, he ought to be. You know, he does touring all across After America. Thirty five years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he has a passion for for young people, and so he's a really cool guy. I really liked Tina Marie again. Yeah. We saw her last year at a yeah. side seminar, and they brought her back. I, I like what she's trying to do. She's a little radical about it, though. I, I disagree. I yeah. mean, like, she had valid complaints about, like, she talked about one of the mm-hmm. movies that we are going to be discussing today, <laughs> <laughs> The Hunger Games, yeah. and she said, you know, don't take people to see it. Right. For valid reasons. Well, one of them being, what happened, Mommy? <laughs> I'll mention that now because we don't talk about it. Do we not? Okay. <laughs> but but yeah, in the theater, 
Well, there's a spot, you know, one of the one of the kids featured in the, the Hunger Games breaks another one's neck, and there's this little kid in the theater who goes, what do you do, Mommy? And, we, and we're all like, we're all like, him. it's all right, it's all right, just some chiropractic work. He'll, he'll, he'll walk it off. Everybody <laughs> in the theater cracked up, so nobody told him. I agree, <laughs> I agree with her. I agree with her completely as far as sh- her her goal is to keep young people from watching those things. Yeah. And and I don't think it's necessarily bad if older people, people our age, avoid going to watch those movies either as far as setting an example. Yeah, her it makes thing, sense. though, is don't, like, don't support these movies so that they'll stop making them. Well, yeah. Personally, I want them to finish that series. That's a good series. But that wasn't... See... I know, I'm just... But when I'm she was talking thinking. about that movie, though, when she was talking about that movie, she didn't say... That wasn't one of the things that she said, Boy, like, that right is in. True. That, that was is true. Yeah, that wasn't one of the things that she was like, boycott this, write in to the people who were in charge of this, and let them know she you don't approve. Like, don't she was just saying, you know, yeah. steer clear of this movie. This isn't a family-friendly film, which it's not. No, <laughs> yeah, it's I agree not. completely. It's not a family-friendly film. The book, I would it's not... It's not a family-friendly book, either. Yeah, I don't think... You know, the book is aimed at, like, 14-year-olds, and I don't... Uh, I think it should be an adult book. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I know, actually, one of the... Uh, professors at SBU who he picked up on it because his kids were watching it and he he said the yeah. same thing he's like why yeah why the, is this a kid's book the biggest <laughs> thing honestly that she aims at and um, it is kind of hidden beneath her lists of do's and don'ts yeah but her main goal is just kind of unveiling this uh, misconception about Hollywood yeah you know we get this idea of how movie stars live but that's not true. Like, you see these supermodels, and, and she showed us a video of one of those so-called supermodels that, uh, you know, she walks in, and you're like, no, she's not a supermodel. And they, and they sit her down, and they spend hours doing makeup and hair stuff with her, and then they take the picture. And then they put it And then Adobe. they put it through, through mm-hmm. Adobe Photoshop, mm-hmm. and by the end... Doesn't look anything. It doesn't like look anything. They made her like neck it. like twice as long. They made her neck longer to make her appear skinnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and taller, because that has appeal today, apparently, in in modern uh, culture. So and they made things, her eyes things huge. she yeah well yeah. things she pointed out like uh, the fact that Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Lady Gaga. Don't let their kids listen don't to let their, music. their kids listen to their own music. They rewrite their songs. Well, Eminem does. Yeah. I, I don't think Lady Gaga or Snoop Dogg even do that. They just no. <laughs> but yeah, Eminem will rewrite his songs for his children to listen to, cutting out all of the stuff. And then that what everybody cutting out does. everything that even implies something bad, like completely yeah. altering the song. And yet, you know, on a daily basis, he's out there recording this extremely vulgar. Stuff. I mean, Eminem is a very talented rapper. Yeah, I'll I'll say that he is very talented. If you know he actually applied his talent to something worthwhile, but okay. Anything else on that? I would like to move on to Pink Slime. <laughs> sure. Have you heard of Pink Slime? No. No. But she's no. a Taco Bell fan, so this might. Well, Pink Slime isn't so much a Taco Bell thing. The Taco Bell thing was sand. That's true. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, there's this new uh, thing uh, that's that's been revealed that they've been doing for a long time is all these commercial uh, ground beef sellers or uh, ground beef product sellers. So example, like fast food restaurants that sell Burger. burgers have been using this pink slime, which is basically it's the beef byproducts. Um, Lips and buttholes, in other words, mm-hmm. that they grind up and uh, you know make into basically you know ground beef, um, but they uh, they boil all the excess grease and fat off of it so that all that's left is just the meat, and then they run it through um, a ammonia gas chamber to sterilize it, and then they stamp it out into these bricks, deep freeze it, and, and ship it out. And these fast food companies have been putting in. The maximum has of uh, the maximum that's allowed by the FCC, F- not FCC, FDA. FDA. What's the FCC? FCC is the Federal Communications. That's Commission. them. I don't know why they're on my mind though. I don't know why that's. But anyway, yeah, the F. Uh, they're watching us. The Food and Drug Administration um, is fifteen percent. So up to fifteen percent of your cheeseburger could be pink, pink slime. slime. <laughs> they pro- they really don't use that much. I would doubt it, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just because it's expensive. Just because it's, it is kind of expensive <laughs> to do all that. But it's great as far as it helps to preserve the meat and add natural beef flavor, which I find ironic. Mm-hmm. And uh, McDonald's recently, it, it originally came out whenever McDonald's leaked to the press that they were going to cease using pink slime. And then it just blew up. And now a bunch of other restaurants are going, well, unrelated to this uh, media frenzy, we're going to stop using pink slime, too. <laughs> First of all, bull crap. It is 100% related to this media frenzy. <laughs> and second of all, um, why stop using it? Yeah. <laughs> People have been eating the same fast food. They haven't. It's not like McDonald's has changed their recipe in the last half a decade or half a century. No. You know? They're, they've been using that pink slime. People have been eating that pink slime for 50 years. Why stop? It's not like it's, you know, every, everyone's main uproar is the fact that they use ammonia to sterilize it. It's not like they're dumping ammonia into the meat. They're running it through an ammonia gas chamber. A majority of that ammonia is going to be leached back out of the meat. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're ingesting any, it's at extremely non-toxic levels. Yeah, as in, it, you, ha- you have to be able to notice it in order for it to affect you. Right, right. You would have to taste ammonia in order for it to be toxic. Unless level. you're a chronic <laughs> uh, fast food goer, in which case, then you might potentially have a problem. If but you even ate, then, if you ate nothing, then, you would have to basically go to McDonald's and order. Um, in order for that to be plausible, go to McDonald's, order a bunch of double cheeseburgers, and eat only the meat all day for an entire day. Yeah. <laughs> before before it would build up. Because you're going to pass it. Right. You're going to pee fact, it out. Yeah. Here's the thing that I don't think anybody realizes. You know, your bladder is full of ammonia anyway. Right. <laughs> your body, that's part of metabolism. Mm-hmm. Your body breaks yeah. down nitrogen, uh, well, protein, and one of the byproducts of breaking down protein is ammonia. Yeah. That is what yeah. That's what you sweat. You that's sweat, what you sweat it out. Ammonia, you, right? You pee it out. <laughs> Think of that the next time you get sweat in your eye. Yeah, it's I mean, yes, ammonia <laughs> at high levels is extremely dangerous. <laughs> I, I sure I will admit that. 
this is, these are not extreme levels we're talking about. Mm-mm. It's just another one of those things that the media decided to run with and blow way out of proportion. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about that. Do you have any thoughts on Pink Slime? No? No. Did you have any thoughts on Pink Slime now that you know what it is? No. no. Do you see a problem with using it? I mean, when you go to a fast food restaurant, you know you're eating crap anyway. So. That's, that's, kind of, that's kind of the payment. It's no worse than the crap you probably already eat. And if they don't use that, they'll probably substitute in something else that's worse. Just that's worse. As bad. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like with uh, with Taco Bell. <laughs> Everyone was surprised that it was less than 40% beef. You're getting 10 tacos for $10 <laughs> with, with 100% real beef. You cannot in your mind even really think that. There is no way that anyone could actually think that Americans they are making you... are too you... cynical to honestly believe that. I know. I mean... And even, even when... I don't know where I was going with this, but I mean, if you think about... It's not like the things... It's not like, number one, it's not like it's any less tasty, right? Taco Bell is delicious. <laughs> Volcano Taco is my favorite. I'll take whatever. I'll walk in there and just say, give me whatever's hot. I don't care. Taco Bell's delicious. And, okay, so it's less than 40% beef. It's not like what they're putting in is a bunch of, like, chemicals that they're getting out from under their sink. It's still stuff that your body is going to either... Digest, pass, digest and pass through or you know some of that pass, stuff can be maybe. or just pass <laughs> right so that's another one of those things We are unable to bring you a portion of this month's podcast. Thank you for your patience. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. So, um, <laughs> editing more fun. Surprise! We're back. Yeah. We uh, we lost you guys, about a half hour. <laughs> you guys missed an awesome half hour conversation on uh, hormones and, uh, and and some biology. Hannah but opened her mouth. It was really fun. It was it was good. Um, but now you will never get to hear it. So, <laughs> oops. We we apologize. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and move on to games. Um. Gosh, it's so disappointing. <laughs> anyway, our, our, we have two games uh, featured this month because we have different, extremely different preferences on what type of games we like. Um, and the two games were SSX, which is EA Sports' newest yeah. snowboarding game, and Mass Effect 3, which is BioWare's uh, <laughs> conclusion to the Mass Effect, to the Mass Effect series. series. Um Donald, talk about Mass Effect for me. <laughs> well, do you want I'm me to do a quick summary of all three, or do you want me to talk about ME3? I just want you to uh, tell me what kind of quality of a game it was. Storyline-wise, I can only speak for the second one and the third one. I didn't pl- actually play the first one. Okay. Um, though I'm debating it. I- While we're talking about Mass Effect 3. Okay, so we are just talking about I just want to know game. what kind of quality okay. game you thought it was. It was a very good game. Um... I think you'll agree with me. You saw the ending of it when I finished it the yeah. first time. 
I was a little disappointed with the ending. I did a little looking online. I think a lot of people were really disappointed with the ending. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very, very unpopular ending uh, because it left so many questions unanswered. Now, with one option, one you have two choices at the very end of the game. One of them, it doesn't really matter. But for the other one, you don't get to find out who lived and who died, except for the characters who were with you. Like, you don't find out. You spend the entire game rounding up people and fleets and getting them together to come face this Reaper threat. And that's the entire goal of the game. And at the end of the game, you have no idea who lived and who died. Mm. None. You know one person died. Well, you know two people who died. That's it. Hmm. And then you know what happened to you. Right. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> so, so my question is... The Mass Effect series, you know, one through three, is done, right? It's done. Unless but, they release a DLC for a new ending, which Bioware is talking about doing. Well, because the ending was so unpopular. DLC, or maybe what they're doing with Halo. The Halo series. I don't think so. Because of how it ended, they can't do anything else. Yeah, with Mass he Effect. can't. He can't give it away. But I'm not yeah, going to say it because of, it's a big, big deal. Yeah. But because of how it ended, they really can't. Okay, that, that I'll, was my I'll question. Say, is, I'll say this: something that happened in the DLC happened again. And <laughs> okay, and so nobody yeah. uh, is going to be shooting across the galaxy from Earth anytime soon. No. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that was my question. My, like, is there? There's, there's no way. There's no they, way they can redo it because of the not the mechanic, redo necessarily. No, there's no way they could do another game because of the mechanic that they had for travel is unavailable now. The Mass Effect no longer exists. No, you can still do it. It's just no big scale Mass Effect. Oh, no large scale Mass Effect. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that was my question, is if maybe they're going into, like, what Halo did in the main story, but then go on another... Of course, that said, you can decide whether to cut this or not. Spoiler following, since all the species in the galaxy are now stuck on Earth, with their combined brain power, they might be able to find a way to get home. <laughs> they might be able to advance their, tech, their own technology enough and not rely on the Protheans anymore. Or actually, it was Reaper Tech, but hey. But yeah, that you you guys get what I mean then. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, SSX, I'll talk. Yeah, SSX. Um, like I said, the new snowboarding game. When Donald and I <laughs> first got our Xbox, long along time. with uh, Halo Combat Evolved, we got a snowboarding game, SSX Three, yep. for the original <laughs> Xbox. And we loved that we, game. I want I want to race you again in that game. It was I had to restart my character. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I think we loved most about it was just uh, the goofiness of it. Yeah. <laughs> because once you got really good at the game and you racked up a bunch of points, you could do things like make your snowboard look like a cardboard box. I used a cardboard box. I wore a bag on my yeah. head. <laughs> it, it was snowboarding, and it was actually it was kind of funny because this that cardboard box did not work very well. It was a very slow board. That yeah, you had to use, but I had but leveled my character up good enough, up a good enough yeah. that it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I whipped David's butt all the time because my character, like I played more than you did, so I had a better character. I could do On better flips. Some slopes. That's true. I could do better tricks than you could. Yeah, you d you always beat me slope style. Yeah, I yeah. But I usually beat you on races. You you had Again. me on Intimidator. 
Again, it depends on the Which is a peak two race. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I dominated Gravitude. Is I that just, the bottom? Was that the base of the mountain? No, that was Metro City. Gravitude was the peak. Not the not the throne. That was the summit. Not, that was the backcountry for peak three. But it was the only peak three race. Hmm. Was Gravitude. No. And that was the one where See, I never, while you were skiing... Huge ice yeah. chunks would break away, and then you'd have a, you'd have to grind through certain parts. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I never actually finished the game. The crashed plane. <laughs> so, I'm not totally sure what you're I talking about. I sat down and, and replayed the game, and in about three hours, I beat all the races. <laughs> first place. <laughs> I first placed the mountain yeah. in about three hours. Well, but like I said, we love that game mm -hmm. uh, for many reasons, but... Um, so SSX, kind of the premise of it is they want to put a team together and, and conquer the nine, I think it was, nine, nine deadliest descents. So the first one you ever do is the Rocky Mountains, of course, here in the U.S. of A. And what makes it a deadly descent is the high number of trees. Yeah, there's three deadly obstacles that you're, that you're dealing with. Like the first one is trees. There's more than that. Sorry, nine. Slope. Nine. I meant yeah. nine. I yeah. said three. I meant nine. <laughs> yeah. The right. first the one first was one trees. trees. Then the second one was I. Well, depending on where you went. Yeah. After you, after you finished the Rockies, you had two more options. One of them was ice up in Siberia. Yeah. And the other one was gravity, gravity. which, which looks fun, but it's a lot of fun. Basically, you you, 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 you get a wingsuit and then you take a wingsuit right. out. Because what it is is because that there's the so much there's the so much so far away. right there's so much <laughs> gap in between some of these jumps that it's not survivable unless you literally fly to the next spot. So you have this wingsuit that you have to deploy while you're in the air and uh, and then float to wherever you want to you know glide yeah. to wherever yeah. the next spot is that you want to be and uh, you know. Keep going, <laughs> and uh, I haven't been able to finish that one yet. It's it, I've, I'm finding it rather tra challenging throwing that extra wingsuit into the mix. <laughs> I have I didn't I didn't do that because I think I started that one, and that was the one where your first one is like a slope style. You have to do tricks in order to get through the first I don't, I don't race, know. and I never liked much. I never liked slope style much. Well, I had to go back and redo the tricks tutorial because they kind of ch changed the mechanics of it a little bit. Yeah, I know. I keep trying to hit X to boost yeah. and have the trigger. <laughs> um, so I, I, but after I went back and redid the tutorial and I got myself more familiar with exactly what's going on, then uh, it made it a whole lot easier to do those uh, those freestyle runs. Mm. Um, yeah, I I don't like that the deadly descents aren't races. Like, the main goal of the game is... They are races. Are they races? You have a time limit. If you don't make it down... Basically, you remember uh, how it says in the beginning, like, Griff who used to be with the SSX team. Yeah. Like, he broke off and he's been doing it. Yeah, on his own. Right. And so he's basically already conquered most of these mountains. What? Someone's here. Okay. He's uh, basically already conquered most of these mountains. Um you're just trying to beat his time. Yeah. And you ultimately you want to get through the nine before he does, right? I've only made it through the first three, so I can't answer that for sure. I believe you want to try and get through all three before he does, yeah. That was but, based on the intro. But, like I said, I only but beat But if one you the beat his time... That's good as I mean, that's as good as... Same yeah, thing. I mean, especially if you beat it with a similar time frame. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but... 
one of the things I really liked, like there's an achievement to go down each deadliest descent without the required materials. Like on the trees descent, they uh, have a requirement for you to wear body armor because when you smash into these trees, like it, it can kill you, right? Yeah. Smashing into one of these trees Which going down another the mountain. Thing I didn't much like, <laughs> and it's an, you get like twenty five point achievement to go eat down like that one without any armor equipped. I, I have that achievement, and I got the ice achievement, which the required thing was a, an ice pick, pick, which you use to help you make turns, because I don't know if you've ever snowboarded or skied on ice. I have. Oh, it man, it's really hard to turn on ice. <laughs> so what you do, what your character does is you have the ice pick, and while you're trying to make your turn, you hit the ice, and you, <laughs> right, and you slide the direction you're trying to go. Um, that was hard to do without the ice pick. You had to really be... Uh, knowledgeable of where you were going and you had to grind on pretty much course. Well, you had to grind on pretty much anything you could like literally the edge of the mountain here's your death you're grinding on the edge because <laughs> that's keeping you moving forward yeah. talk about a life and death decision oh yeah but it, it, it's I've found it so far to be a lot of fun like I said my big problem with it I thought it was fun I liked the races I enjoyed the races but I didn't like that the game seemed to be built around the slope style rather than the actual racing. Like, I liked racing and seeing other people in there. See, I, I kind of disagree because they do still have races. Um, and even in SSX3, the way you won, the way you really won races was, was like to do it tricks. All. Yeah. Right, because you do tricks, you get boost. You get boost, you go faster. I you actually I actually did better not doing tricks when I did the races this last time. I was I beat times from when we used to play it without doing tricks because all that time that you're doing tricks you're spending in the air. And mm -hmm. it better you're better with knowledge of the course than you are with actual boost. With knowledge of the course and being able to find your way through it quicker. You didn't even I didn't even need the boost to beat everybody else, destroy everybody else. <laughs> I, I finished a full 20 seconds before somebody else. I didn't have any boost in the entire race. Well, I would also... And that was during the final race. It wasn't one of the heats. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've really found it... Uh, I haven't liked it as much so far as I did SSX3. I can remember that being one of those games where you were just kind of like how Halo Combat Evolved was. Like, it really doesn't matter if you're in a bad mood, pop in that game, play it a little while. You're going to have a good time. Even yeah. if you lose miserably, yeah. it's still going to be a good time. For example, Rockets on Prisoner. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get your, your butt handed to you. But it's going to be <laughs> literally and figuratively a, a blast. blast. Yes. Yeah. You will see... Uh, I. Well, you won't actual, actually see limbs everywhere, but that's what it feels like should be happening when you're playing that game. <laughs> even That's even frustrating, too, because you're used to the rockets on Reach, where you pull the trigger, it fires, and then you can't immediately pull the trigger again, and it will Just fire again. Yeah. But, but there's, there's, a, delay. there's a delay of, like, three seconds before and that's you can what, shoot it. That's what makes it so intense, because I remember... Yeah, I can remember, it. you know, we'll have, like, eight of us in the same building, but on different Xboxes. Yeah. And you get the two people, the classic circling each other yeah, because going around <laughs> because and they both fire once they both missed and then you're then everyone's like, yelling it's like you're going who can reload? Fire? yeah everyone is yelling yeah, everyone is yelling at each other <laughs> yeah who's gonna reload faster <laughs> and then out of nowhere someone drops down and wipes you, both, you out. both out yeah, yeah. because <laughs> you, you go away. in for melee you realize 
Right. I, it's too big of a risk. So you run in for melee, and then somebody else picks you both off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no! Uh, Best gaming experience ever. Yes. Ever. What was that? No! <laughs> can, can we record that and make it a ringtone? <laughs> It's maybe I don't know. Maybe Every time a text message. Maybe a text message alert. No. <laughs> oh, that would be a good one for. <laughs> Set it for. Sounds friend. like a better one for mom. But <laughs> hey, yeah. depends on depends on your mother. That's true. Okay, uh, I guess we're we're done with date games. Um, All right, so we have uh, something special that we're going to do this week. We're actually going to go live to uh, some friends of ours. Over in the parking lot, where? What's what's the address? Uh, Springfield uh, Eleven. Springfield yeah, Eleven. Springfield Eleven. Just us. It's the one with the IMAX. We didn't actually. They, I don't think they actually got to see it in IMAX. Uh, it filled up really fast. But they they just finished watching the Hunger Games opening night, so we're going to to cut to them. Uh, David, take it. All right. Thank you, Future Us, for introducing us. Um, like uh, we so said, know, in the future, <laughs> we are standing outside Springfield 8. We just finished up watching the midnight showing of The Hunger Games, which Yay. was awesome. Our, yeah, <laughs> and that was our featured book. Last month. Three podcasts ago? No, it no. wasn't. No. no, you're right. It was two or three. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to start with who has not read the book? Andrew, I know you have. I have not. Nathan? Oh, actually, let's, oh, yeah. actually, I should start with that. We have guests, <laughs> which doesn't happen often on Ever. our podcast. But no. we have uh, Andrew, also known as Beethoven. I call him something else, but we're yeah, in mixed company. I'm say that here. <laughs> we also have Hannah. Raise your hand, Hannah. Hi. Wave. Hi, everybody. I'm waving. <laughs> and Nathan, right? Nathan. Yep. Nathan. Yep. Nathan. Okay. Wait, your name is Excellent. Nathan. Okay, so have you two have you two read the book? No. I know you I have. she did. You I have. have. Okay. So from the two who haven't read the book, what did you think? <laughs> Andrew, you can speak. It was incredibly disturbing and heartless and soulless. And maybe when I cried in the dark. Talking. From, from what I've heard, it's, it's apparently quite tame, the movie, compared to the book. Oh, oh yeah, you'd be way more terrified yeah. if it was actually true. Okay, but I can't believe they turned that book into a PG 13 movie. Yeah, I was like, what? Okay, here's what I'd like you to try and do. traumatizing. Like, rank. <laughs> Rank it on one, like, to five stars, just literally just based on the movie's quality, just overall. You can use acting ability, like... Whatever you want to do. Camera directing, you Everybody know. Everybody or just these two? Production value, whatever. Just, well, just the those two, two for now. Then we'll, yeah, the on. two who didn't well, know what the, was going on. the thing on. that stood out the most is it was, it was very emotional. Like, you mentioned earlier how <laughs> it brought up some emotions in you, the book. Yeah, and I didn't even know I had emotions. Yeah. Until, so I, I, read, until I read the books. Yeah, right? Nobody did. Yeah, nobody knew I had any this, emotions. This, this, this was a new development <laughs> This was, yeah, this was like groundbreaking stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, we held a party was, uh, and everything. But yeah, G- give us give us your guys' ranking just on quality movie. I thought it was I thought it was a very quality movie, uh, both in cinematography and uh, writing. I mean, according okay. to the book. I mean, was- so you think what four stars? Five stars. Five stars. Ooh, man, Andrew, what do you think? Well, I know, I know, it was five stars. stars but I know it traumatized you a it little was, bit. It was still well, uh, probably well directed movie, and the shots. You know, the scenes, the, the views that we were allowed to have as the audience were well-placed, actually. And so, it told the story quite well. And uh, from... It was emotional. <laughs> so, did you get so I give it four stars. Four stars? Okay. Okay. It was a good movie. Okay. Everyone else, anything you guys... Uh, okay, now for everyone who's read the book, anything you guys want to nitpick on that you uh, wish they had done different? 
Oh gosh. The dog should have been terrifying. The dogs. The dogs. We're not nearly not terrifying, terrifying enough. Like, oh, it's a big Rottweiler. Hey, no, they were terrifying they, dogs no, anyway. They were supposed to be. In the book, people. they were like six or eight feet tall, stood on their hind legs, had like six people. inch razors for, for hands. Did they still call them dogs. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they were mutts. They called them mutts. They called all of those things, yeah. Two legged mutts. Biogenetically engineered. Creatures. Crap. And, and then the end, like the last guy to die in the movie. We're not going to spoil oh, yeah. who it is. <laughs> For any of you others who are lame like Andrew and Nathan and haven't read the book. I think we picked it up when he walked in and saw the berries. Speaking of not having read the book, I'm kind of curious. What's kind of the backstory to this? Because okay, it doesn't well, well, really tell well, a whole lot. It doesn't. I, I will give just a... I'm, I'm better at summarizing things, so I will oh, give okay, just this really so good briefness. The, the, the world that we're dealing with is called Panem, and it's basically North America... Uh, post like World War recovery, um, Panem like Pan Am. Panem, yeah, like Pan Am. It's, a, it's a new nation, sort right. of. Right. Okay. Um, that's Donald's watch. Yes, it is. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's after two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think um, it means it's three a.m. <laughs> but and and so the reason the Hunger Games got started, they divided up. They had the capital where all the rich people live and all the politicians. And then you have the districts. They had 13 districts, which they didn't cover in the movie at all. Which are basically like slave workers well, for Right, the they're capital, basically slave workers who so work So that the capital people else. can be really right. rich and, and not have to work. It's a socialist government. They portrayed very well the wealth, I think, of oh, the capital. Yeah. And, and I the think they also portrayed their, like, the poorness of everyone else yeah. very well. Yeah. The poverty. Like, you know, there's that opening scene where uh, Gail pulls out a little piece of bread and, and like, is is like, oh my god, is that real? Yeah. Is that like bread? a little piece of bread, right. Um, which, I mean, it's hard to think about being so poor. But, I mean, bread is kind of a, it's a fine quality food. Because yeah. there's a lot of value added going into that. You know, you have the processed you have have wheat. Yeast, wheat, wheat yeast, yeah, and a way to grind up the wheat. Right. <laughs> so... Um, so basically, they're really poor. And and the Hunger Games get started because these districts revolt against the capital. Yeah. And so the capital wins, and then to basically stick it to the districts, they require them to send one male and one female between the ages of 12 and 18 to fight to the death with Which, one victor. They didn't do that very well in the movies, though, because it was because of the Rebellion of 13... Yeah, that they had the Hunger Games, and, and then they tried to it was, hide. It was, it was the. Uh, it was so that the districts wouldn't feel like they could right. rebel against well, the capital again. it was a rebellion of everyone, but they completely obliterated thirteen just to prove to everyone else that we can. Yeah, just to kind of say, yeah, spoiler, my bad. <laughs> I, I, I might your future selves need to mention future, that before future selves need to mention that there will be spoilers. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah there we go. Even yeah. though you won't. I won't Are you gonna be there? there? <laughs> okay. So uh, Donald will say something about the end, about like nitpicking. Oh the yeah for the so nitpicking. The guy that um, is unnamed. The guy the that end, dies the guy. at the end. The very last person to die. Um, in the book, the mutts or dogs or whatever you want to call them actually skin him alive. Okay. And then I'm gonna stop you there you because no, number no, no, one, no. number no, number one is a spoiler. But number two, this was a PG-13 movie, and I it know. was supposed to be. Yeah. If, if you did, no, if you no, followed you the book, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> but if you followed the book too close, I mean, 
You're right. It would There's no art. way it could be PG-13 with a book. It would be the, like the an book R times yeah. the power of 10. <laughs> okay, I'll let you continue now. Okay, anyway. It's supposed to be really gory. This is the second time I've Lots been interrupted. <laughs> so that doesn't, um, that doesn't really disgusting. make it PG-13, though. They skinned him alive, and then... Leave him alive, moaning all night, and then uh, yeah. one of the characters shoots him in the head with an arrow. I think like after give all night, so it's not like two seconds. Who. She didn't and have she the arrow, him. Like, <laughs> the bow and arrow at the beginning. <laughs> but I, I feel like I feel like your nitpick discussion is invalid, considering it's a PG thirteen. Okay, movie. how about this one then? Come on, Dave. She okay. didn't get the loaf from thirteen or from eleven. Ah, okay, that one's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that well, was a big. That I was, was upset about. But I think I think the reason that they didn't do that though was because they, they did the, the, the other thing that we're not going to mention. <laughs> Something that I want to point out that I'm really glad that they did is in these really emotional moments, like in the beginning of... There's I mean, no music. Yeah, in the beginning, whenever <laughs> Katniss runs forward to take the place of her sister, which that's not a spoiler because you can read that on the back of the book. Yeah. Um, when she takes the place of her sister, most movies have this tendency to, instead of focusing on just the acting ability and just the moment, they'll add in this emotional music. And that's understandable because, you know, the ability to write music that evokes that kind of emotion is, is talent. But at the same time, they had no music during that scene. And yeah. that's a pivotal point of the movie. And instead, they just leave it all up to the actor's... Ability. ability to which is fantastic to create which they did an excellent job yeah. with that I definitely yeah. prefer it that way oftentimes oh, in yeah. movies yeah. they just play that cheap music there was one other thing and I think it was I don't know I, I haven't decided whether I like it or not but I'm not a big fan of shaky cam Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shaky cam oh, yeah. at the beginning and of that blurry. movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's really difficult to focus for though. a second. Yeah, like when they're dr- when they're doing the reaping, I felt and like when they did leaving, it though. I felt like wh- when was they did it, it was appropriate. Yeah, I, it was it's, appropriate, it's just the net not the, liking it on my because, part. Like, because like, the, during the, these emotional moments, like a human being just can't focus right. Right, and that's how you're seeing the world. They want you to feel what they felt. They want you to feel what they felt. Which personally disappoints it, like the character. And they do that so it's very well. And they do that all with acting and with the camera angle well, which you also have to think what's a fight going to look like if you're not shaking the camera everywhere right, it's going to exactly. look pretty lame yeah. <laughs> because because these all these fight scenes when they're acting them out they're half the speed of what a, a real fight scene would be like that fight scene at the very end of the movie in real life one person would have lost their balance in three seconds fallen off died yeah. And then it's up to the other two. Someone stabs the other. Whatever. I mean, that that last fight scene, just like every other movie, lasted way longer than it would have in real life. But that's to create that suspense. Have, I will say this: having seen the way the cornucopia was done in the movie, it makes the book a lot clearer now. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Trying to imagine them fighting on the top of a curved a cornucopia yeah. was very difficult. That's <laughs> One last thing I would like to point out. Um, is that Suzanne Collins, the author of the books, was hired and did have a part in writing the screenplay for the movie. Yes! From so, what I heard, a very important role in writing the screenplay. Well, and she did good, too. And, and that's something, I, I read an interview by her where she said that, uh, you know, she's she's an, a professional author, so this was her first, you know, thing where you're not just counting on the reader's imagination, you're actually going to show it, and it... it she was really happy because it allowed her to explore a more creative role yeah. because in a book you know in the book she's just following Katniss her thoughts her emotions and in the movie one you can't do that 
but you also still have to reveal all this stuff to the audience. And I think the way they, they did, did that was great. The way they did that cutting was back really to the guys good. commentating, I thought that was very good. I think I yeah. made that comment to you. Yeah, and a lot of like the cutting back to the game hosts or whatever talking about it and kind of giving us right. this background information that we wouldn't have gotten. We would have gotten from the book, but we aren't getting because yeah, nobody's telling us what's the, happening. The narrative so from we get Katniss, it from yeah. the game show hosts or whatever. And something else that I really liked about that sort of sort of background view that we as the audience get is the people in the control room in the yeah. of, oh, of yeah. the whole place how <laughs> they have really like all these cool. machines yeah. and yeah. computers where they're controlling every single thing that happens because inside that arena in the, the, in the, the daytime book, yeah, in and the, the book, weather like, Katniss just has to like point by point give you this idea of like oh the daylights are getting shorter they must be doing that it's like holy crap they control the weather the, the sun yeah. They control the the night. They control the weather. They control whether the water's running or not. Yeah. The the fire, like they did that and, and flung and all that, the yeah, balls of fire. That was, they, that was there. What I really I liked mean, about that was that in the book, in the book, it's entirely know. theory that that's why they're doing it. Right, you she's have no thinking idea. that, and you, you really have no don't idea. know. Right, yeah. you really don't know why the they're throwing fire at her. But in the movie, it's like, oh, she's like, two she's two kilometers away from anybody who can kill her. Okay. And she let's uh, throw some fire at her. If she doesn't die, then she'll die. I mean, yeah, and she's the one that we want to die. So let's drive her towards the right. The the people, the yeah, the alliance. Because she's gonna survive and get too them to long kill her. out here. Right. Yeah, that, that was definitely interesting. It created an interesting dynamic when that guy said, uh, you know, why not just line up. Uh, 24 people in yes. yeah and why I, don't yeah. they, they really they're they're very Which? much teetering on the line of actually killing them whenever they throw those fireballs in there and and, send here, those dogs and that's after. something that's something that uh, they can reveal much more blatantly in the movie and I think they did a good job on whereas in the in the book you learn about that uh, you learn that Blood. that that view that capital view just from Katniss's hate of the situation yeah. instead it's of like, actual like right, it's, showing she's like, us that they're right really she goes through them. the thought process of like why don't they just line us up and kill us and it's like she, oh, because they want they want a crush they want to crush our hopes they want to let everyone know that no we're not just going to kill you we're going to give you hope and take it away That's yeah. it's like no, what the we control say. yeah we don't just control your lives we control we control your hope. We control your emotions. We control hope is everything. the only thing stronger than fear, but right. you they can't give them too much. They want to give the illusion that they control their hope, but really the only thing standing between the capital and the districts is the districts deciding to rebel. Well, and the capital knows that. Fear. And I love the foreshadowing. I love the foreshadowing they had where President Snow um, says, you know, it only takes a spark to create a flame. Yeah, you know. Well, and developing the character of Snow is, becomes important later. Yeah, and so I'm that's glad another they thing did that they picked. I did not that. like Snow was not nearly scary enough. He was supposed in to this. be kind of I disagree yeah. because he here's the deal. Scary. Yeah, he's he not scary. Creepy, but he, that's what he he's supposed to be, though. No, no, that's what he's supposed to be, though. Is this whole idea of like he's not just going to stab you in the face, but at the same, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not just going to stab you in the face, but at the same time, he does control your life with the snap mm -hmm. of his fingers. Now, like locking the guy in the room at the end of the movie with the poison berries. Yeah. Right. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say what he locked him in with. <laughs> uh, 
Dang it. Oh, uh, the reason I think I expected it to be creepier might just be the fact that I've read all three books. Right. Although, I don't think you have. Yeah. you read all three of them? Oh, yeah. Okay. The third one is the one that told me I had emotions. The first two, like, the first when, one, the first the... one was good. Like, it, it I, I got into it. Um, and the second one, you know, I, I didn't break like as the much. Ice it was kind of boring. Hard, cold but soul. then the third one, I was like, that I'm sad. What the <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What's going on? Where's the sadness? Where's my man card? My eyes wait. are leaking. <laughs> That's called tears, Dave. I'm leaking. Yeah. All in all, it, it made me want to maybe even... Yes, go read the books. <laughs> go read the second oh, two. you have to read them now. But um, it reminded me, just this first movie, um, of The Truman Show and... The Gladiator <laughs> yeah, okay. put together because okay, it was it was he there's this guy in the back control room controlling even the sun you know right. even a storm and the destiny of those subjects yeah. in his domain and yeah and so real quick it was very good no, it, that's that's all right we'll just okay. does anybody else have something short to add because I'd like to go ahead and wrap this up. No, awesome up. books, you better read them. Awesome books, right? And the movie, I'm going to have to give four stars as well. I thought they did a good job of leaving, you know, leaving the people who love the books the kind of things that they loved separate from the movie, but at the same time capturing the spirit of the movie. Because it's hard to do that book. with a movie. It's very hard. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and cut it there because uh, we are standing out in the parking lot and it is starting to rain on us. Yep. By future wet self. <laughs> so... Uh, or back to you, so future dry self. Back to you, future dry <laughs> selves. And we're back. <laughs> thank, thank you, David. <laughs> why, why, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you to our past selves for giving that rather in-depth view of, of Hunger Games. I must say, I sound really good. <laughs> and yes, this is the same actual Hannah. This is the same yeah. Hannah who's, who's currently in our... Uh, She's doing really good for Nasmatic. She ran all the way there, and then she ran back. So, <laughs> that was... She's she's talking about as much she's talked about as much in the last hour as she did in the fifteen minutes that we were gone, but hey. <laughs> um Okay, so our our featured book You can get it on hardback. Donald and I listened to the the audiobook version of it. So did I. Really? Yep. <laughs> She speaks that again. surprises me. That really does. <laughs> you can play computer games or video games and listen to a book at the same time. Yeah, but it surprises me that you See? would that you would listen to this particular. And our book is Earth <laughs> by the Daily oh, Show. Wrong book. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. You just told me in the car over here, on the way over here, that you did not listen to it. And I was like, is this a joke? Uh, it's a, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Say, remember uh, I told you about the reason that I didn't tell you to listen to it because of all of the specific content. <laughs> I, I don't have the like outline in front of me, so I, th I thought we were still on the honeymoon. No, 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 we're on. Okay, that. yeah. See, now I see it. Sorry, Sorry about that. The Are honeymooners? The Hunger Games. Is that what you said? It's the Hunger Games. <laughs> so, <laughs> as I was saying. <laughs> Our uh, <laughs> featured book was the hung or no frick <laughs> <got me messed up. laughs> Our featured book about a month ago was the Hunger Games, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Earth, the uh, Daily Show, Daily Show, which is a book written to aliens 
about humans because we have become extinct. Right. It, it, what they did is they took the perspective of, um, well, the, the rather obvious perspective um, of the fact that we uh, kill ourselves throughout, through wars, hunger, blah, blah, blah. Because we time. are Because yeah. human beings are basically a, a terrible, terrible, heartless species. Um, living evidence currently talking to you. Um, and the exact one that was talking yeah. when that was said. Exactly. I mean, so there. <laughs> I have a big heart. Yeah, but if we cut it out of you, you wouldn't have it anymore, would you? <laughs> now he's gonna get up and run away. Um, and, and so and so, you know, since we wiped ourselves out, now there's aliens out there in the universe, maybe who find Earth, and in its uh, destructive state, they happen to find uh, this book. <laughs> which they even admit in there is ridiculous to think that uh, for some reason their book <laughs> would stick around <laughs> and be in, no, legible <laughs> and be legible or uh, audible yeah uh, dot com um that's the, <laughs> yeah well no that's the site we used to to download this this audiobook but so, uh, uh, Troy, you did not listen to the book. I, I believe, did is not. Correct? No. Did okay. Not. This is the book that I was supposed to listen to last last month. month but, and did but, not. And did not. So we just kind of rolled it over into this month. But Donald, what did you think? I thought it was very good. I could have done without some of the content. <laughs> I could have done without all the masturbation jokes. Personally, you know, it came up over and over and over. I understand why. Right. But I still could have done without it. Here is um, that's why I didn't. That's my that's my ex my excuse that I I, I excuse them uh, for that reason. I agree that it was unnecessary, but they are trying to appeal the audience. Yeah, their audience. Their audience <laughs> is a bunch loved of it. right. Loved it. Right. Um, I I really I really did enjoy listening to it, especially. You know the the extreme sarcasm that John Stewart and uh, the Daily Show is known for. I, I really enjoy that, um, and so I enjoyed their kind of take on history and uh, uh, geography and just just all of it uh, was really really good. I would also like to point out that they somehow talked. They conned. They I think conned. there was the biggest was, con I've ever seen in my there life. There was probably bribery. I don't know. Maybe maybe nude pictures that they hacked off of her cell phone. I don't know. She doesn't seem like that kind of person, but who knows? These days... I wouldn't want to see right, those. <laughs> these days, you never know. But uh, they had Sigourney Weaver doing some of the narration for their audiobook. <laughs> for those of you who are not huge sci-fi fans... Uh, that is the main character in all four of the Alien movies. Like the right. things with two mouths, <laughs> one inside the other. <laughs> if you don't know what Aliens is, like just, just go rent it and thank me later. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sigourney about- Weaver, she was also in uh, Holes. Holes, the, the she remaking. Was, she was the bad main leader bad person. Right. I forget what her name was. <laughs> It wasn't Stanley Yelnitz. Obviously. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Which sucked for her at the end of the movie. <laughs> but and she was also in Avatar. Yes. She was the scientist in Avatar. How am I? I'm just I pulling, these. I'm just pulling these. I'm just I'm just having this flash of yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna stop there. But yeah, she's I think that's it. <laughs> she, oh no, she's been in a lot. That's all I have seen her. Doesn't she smoke in both? 
Smoke holes and in. I know she smokes in Avatar. Yeah. And in holes. Probably she does. Holes. See. Okay. Well, after Alien Four, wouldn't you? <laughs> the Alien Four is awful. Oh, <laughs> uh, dislike. Somebody that got one their on retribution Facebook. on her for something. I don't know what, but making her appear in that movie. <laughs> I'm so glad that they Did stopped. Did anybody there, catch though. that pun? I want to make sure it didn't go unnoticed. The name of the movie was Retribution. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> yeah, it was Alien 4 Retribution. It was Alien 4. It was like rejuvenation or something like that. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I've never watched them and I never will. You look up Weaver, I'll look up Alien 4. Uh, too, too late. late. Resurrection. Resurrection? Yep. It's just. Fail. Ugh. Ugh. I wasn't looking for that long. <laughs> Ugh, what? The movie. I'm having a really hard time finding a Sigoyne Weaver. Sigoyne. I am That's her Sigoyne. actual name. It's Sigoyne. I didn't know that. I always thought it was Sigoyne. I thought it was Sigoyne Weaver. Yeah, I thought that was not It is. Somewhere. It's Sigoyne. Well, it's... She's in... She's also in uh, Ghostbusters. She is in Ghostbusters 1 and 2. You are correct, sir. I pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> she, oh, that's right. She's the yeah. yeah. Bill Murray's uh, love. She gets interest. turned into a dog. Yeah, in yeah. the first one. Okay, here it comes. You're oh no! They're making an Avatar two. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, really? How did disgusting. you not know that? <laughs> really? Avatar because because I've tried to distance myself. How from did you that. not know that? I have tried, I knew that. God. I have tried to distance myself from that multimedia turd. Ugh, I hated Avatar. For those of you who don't already know, I hated Avatar. It was a stupid movie. Yeah, anyway, figure it out in the last thirty seconds. So she's gonna be in Avatar too. Voice and Tale of Despero. Yes, she's done a lot of voice stuff. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> the computer and Wally. Avatar. No, she was an actor in Avatar. And she was in Avatar the video game. Imagine that. She was a voice actor there. Happily Never Never After. after. What? I've never even seen that. I've heard of that movie. I don't know what it's about. I've heard of it too. But I've heard of it. The TV set, Snowcake, The Village. Is that? Futurama? The Village? What? Alice Hutt. Yes, I remember. She was in that. Yes. Must have been a very minor role. No, it was a major role. Was it? It was a very major role. Was she yes. the blind girl? I remember that. No, she was not the blind girl, but I think no, she, she was... No, she wasn't the blind girl. She was in the village, and she was one of the, the elders. elders. Yeah, she was one yeah. of the elders. She was one Number of the five. ones... Yeah. I'm that movie messed me up for a little bit. That movie was... I didn't like that movie. It was as far sick. as As far as sick, really, yeah. I thought it made a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. There was hardly kind any of. horror in that movie. Kind of. It was all suspense, not horror. Yeah, but I watched it when I was... I shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> Let's it was, put it like that. Galaxy Quest? How old were you in 2005? <laughs> Seven years ago, you turned 19 today, so that'd be so 12. 12? 12. 12? Yeah. You were that horrified by the village? Mm. Yeah. Remember, I come from. I'm pretty ex- sure at ten we watched Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> I come from an abusive home. Came, sorry, the pre-Killingsworth. And yes, yeah. she did do some Futurama. I had forgotten about that, but she played the voice of the Planet Express ship in an episode. Was that the episode where she fell in love with Bender? Yes, <laughs> it was. 
<laughs> it was that episode. That was the episode where they also knocked yep, a little bit. They knocked on, uh, or they kind of ripped off of uh, 2010 uh, Space, or 2001 A Space Odyssey a yeah. little bit. What are you doing, Leela? Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, they, they get into the, the shower and they start oh, talking. Gosh. And it zooms in and she's, like, watching their lips. And then it goes back to her and she's like, Oh, if only I could read lips. That's hilarious. Because in the movie, Hal could read mm -hmm. their lips, so they knew what he, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize she was since that she was in the. I didn't realize that she was the. She was yeah, the girl in Galaxy yeah, Quest. The hot, yeah. the hot girl in Galaxy Quest. I probably if you had given me long enough, I probably would have come up with that one too. But yeah, I would not have come up with that one. Okay, we better <laughs> keep. Yeah, we better keep stop. <laughs> We could go on for Snow another White, hour. A tale of terror. Yeah. <laughs> well, Snow White is a tale of terror. We could go on for another hour and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna Sigourney close Weaver. that tab. All right, Sigoni Weaver. That's what it is. It, it ends with an I, a Y. Yeah, I thought it was Sigourney Weaver, but I guess that's close. Sigourney, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. It's still a very original name. So what were we talking about? Earth, yes. What was uh, what kind of section did you like the best? Did you find the most enjoyable? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you mine. I found the geography section my favorite with Wyatt Cenac doing it because it would be going along like um, grasslands, key features, grass, <laughs> other key features, Nothing. <laughs> I, and then, the funny thing for that was that I could picture the guy who was saying it. Right. And then also, <laughs> like, it got to, uh, um, jungle, uh, rain, rain, tropical, tropical rainforest. Interesting sights. Thousands of rare and unusual animals. Things to eat. Thousands of, of rare, rare and unusual, unusual animals. animals. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts when they were going through, uh, yeah. The ranks of different civilizations, like you had village, town, city, right. and then eventually they got to the point, like they were getting more and more similar, the good things and the bad things, and then right. like when they got to cities, it was the good things were exactly the same as the bad things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they listed the exact same thing I also liked times. whenever he was doing, whenever he was doing po politics, he got to democracy and he says, he says how it's supposed to work, and then he goes... <laughs> Isn't that a load of crap? Yeah. You know, or something like that, because, you know, democracy is... It's an idea. It's an idea more than it is a practical thing. Yeah. And in idea, it's the best thing you could ever have, because everything functions so smoothly, everyone gets their way, but yeah. that's not... Great quote from one of our past books of the month, World War Z, democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the rest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Worst form of government except for all the rest. Yeah. Very, very good line to pull out. I'm surprised. That's good. I like that line. I had to pause the book because oh, yeah? I was laughing so hard. Oh, that's After good. he said that was an Israeli too that said that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. So, not much more to say about that uh, since two out of two out of the four of us haven't. Uh, oh wait. My favorite part was when they were do the uh, FAQs future alien questions and they would ask we keep finding this why and then he would give some <laughs> totally ridiculous answer <laughs> but at the same time was it like was, yeah it was funny it was well it was a logical answer yeah, it, was, it was like oh yeah okay <laughs> 
or like under religion, it's like uh, we keep finding texts uh, where people ask, "Is the Pope Catholic?" But if he was the leader of the religion, then why was it that we needed to keep that yeah. we needed to keep asking? You know, what? Where? Oh, why was, was there so much confusion? Of course, that was an honest answer, though. That he gave to that. He gave an honest answer, <laughs> but at the same time, it was very funny. Answer, yeah. Which is something, was, you know. Was, well, that was that was a, a stereotypical question that would be asked when the obvious answer to the question to the previous question was yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Are uh, you a so, man? Well, is the Pope Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would encourage people. Uh, no now we're talking about the once again, you know, head that off. It is the Daily Show, so there is. Uh, some language, yeah. Um, obviously, there's some I, I, ironically, there is some... the language gets progressively worse the farther the book goes because it starts out very clean, but as you move, like in the first hour, I think the worst swear word they throw out is a not crap, but close. I think the reason is because they get more and more specific. Yeah, a they get more specific, and b I think they're getting more into it. <laughs> that too, right? Yeah, I think when they started out. <laughs> like they started out writing the book with just all these ideas and then you know you get farther into writing a book and it's like yeah okay this is crap that's crap this is, you know <laughs> so when you actually start analyzing humanity I can see where you start yeah. getting prof profane but yeah the, very well it done it was a very well done book if you can find a censored version of it I would definitely recommend downloading that if you are okay with profanity like F-bombs are used constantly in the last constantly. in the last half hour of the book or so I think so um we're ready yeah. to move okay yeah. I'm done that it? yeah what do you mean? okay uh it's coming up on 6.30 we're supposed to be back in Bolivar at 7 so what does it take you? Like it only takes me like fifteen minutes. I drive the speed limit though. You know I'm weird like that. Bull. Uh -huh. He doesn't drive the speed limit at all. <laughs> but well, I didn't on the way down here because I thought we were gonna be late. <laughs> well, we can probably make this discussion. I'm not gonna quick. put that. I'll actually. Okay, and we're gonna do our discussion uh, really quick because uh, Donald and Hannah have to get out of here and head uh, to to Bolivar. Um, our discussion this month, which I was kind of looking forward to um, because uh, I'm kind of a, a big proponent of uh, the <laughs> tales of the unexplained, I guess you could say. Things yeah. like ghosts and, and, and such. The and, Twilight Zone, not the vampires. But right, the original no, show. yeah. <laughs> um, and so ours uh, discussion for, for this month is Loch Ness Monster versus Leviathan. <laughs> um, and and I just kind of uh, went ahead and, and assigned people their their tasks. You guys that um, I'm pointing at, since obviously this is audio, and so you guys can see where I'm pointing. Um, can you see that internet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Donald and Hannah will be will be pro Leviathan, who will be from now on revert, referred to as Levi. Levi. <laughs> and Troy and myself, Twitch, will be taking Loch Ness monster. This is a a lovely conversation. Nessie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lake Loch Ness is in yeah. Ireland. And so, Troy, are you going to use your Irish voice throughout the rest of this discussion? That would be correct, Dave. Excellent. 
You gonna go Scottish, David? <laughs> I do believe you should. Uh, have the nah. immigrants versus the. <laughs> nah, I have a harder, harder time with that Scottish accent than what I make it look like. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't had enough practice with that one. Yeah, you asked me to do an Indian accent. I can do that all day. And I'm talking about the. Uh, Thank you for calling customer service. Not the. Uh, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you, Indians? Wow, that was so. racist. <laughs> <laughs> What? Indians from India as opposed to right. Indians from America. Right, which I think... No, I was talking about the profile that he used for both of them. <laughs> Native Americans, though, right? Is that what you mean? <laughs> no. No, I mean... Never mind. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. Focus. Hannah's, so, Hannah's pointing but not saying anything. We, we still we still haven't uh, uh, decided a good way to kind of open these discussions. <laughs> but... Uh, so the idea is obviously a fight to the death between these two, which uh, we are going to ignore the fact that the Leviathan is a saltwater creature and uh, the Loch Ness and Nessie is a freshwater creature, and and it doesn't matter because somehow we've we've made this water so that both of them can live in it and uh, and uh, not coexist, <laughs> in that they are going to fight. Well, that's the thing; they they only need to survive for a little while, right? Okay. So, what what what? What? Troy's laughing what? at me. I don't what? Know. Why are you laughing at her? Why are you laughing at her? Why, why is he distracting us, Troy? Yeah, you jerk. You jerk. Okay. Jerk. So I'm going to let you guys just start uh, talking pro Leviathan. Okay. Yeah. I'll let Hannah start. Well, <laughs> since she hasn't I said think, anything. Yet. I don't think there's an argument. <laughs> okay, why? I think that the Leviathan wins, obviously. Why? Breathes fire. The end. The doesn't do much good the underwater, though. End. Uh, underwater? Okay, it doesn't do so a whole it goes lot of good and it swims up to the air, and the other guy comes, and he just fries it. Nessie's too smart. Oh, you are right. talking about okay. an animal from the Mesozoic era who survived in a lake. And he's supposedly also like a still alive. years old, yeah. So he's in, like, going to waddle up. Yeah, because Job only happened... A hundred years ago. <laughs> Sorry, I'm arguing <laughs> against myself. But <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, his point's actually actually well taken too. Leviathan's no spring chicken. Either. <laughs> so we're talking. Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about the two, two old men. The, <laughs> we're talking about taking the two meanest, oldest people from a nursing home and going fight, 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 fight. <laughs> oh, come here, here, take a knife. Here, take a spear. Go. <laughs> That would be funny. Here's kind of here's kind of kind of my my pro Nessie argument is just craftiness over sheer brute. I mean, Nessie actually has a history of people think they see Nessie and they take pictures of Nessie the entire time, but they don't actually see Nessie because Nessie is so crafty that they. They have taken pictures of what appears to be Nessie, like walking up to the beach or being up near the beach or actually swimming in the lake, but it's not Nessie. Scientists have actually taken like sonographs of the lake and they actually have never found Nessie, but that's because Nessie is too crafty. Scientists have picked up what should be similar shapes and forms of what Nessie might be, but they've never caught Nessie. So how do you think that a Leviathan would be able to fight something that couldn't be found? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tally up how many times he said Nessie yeah. and Crafty. <laughs> that was 
that was your point is well taken, but you presented it in the most boring way. <laughs> nasty, nasty, even nasty, with nasty, even coffee, with the Irish, coffee, even coffee. with the yeah. S, the the Irish accent, I I was still over here going just finish, just finish, just finish. <laughs> you just also finish. need to work on your R's. I, I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know what? You know what? He's never worked on his Irish accent. He's purely pulling it out of his rear. So I think he's doing pretty good. <laughs> Shooting from the hip. Shooting from the hip. Wow, awkward silence. Excellent. It's your guys' turn. Yeah. I already said what I said. Donald, you haven't said anything. I haven't said anything. much information about either. <laughs> so. I've, I've looked up some background information. I'm just waiting for you guys to throw out an argument that, uh, yeah, that I, I, I need to refute. I'm, I'm really upset. I didn't actually get time to do a whole lot of... Okay, I'll tell you what. Research. Here's something. <laughs> Leviathan is biblical. Yes. You guys have I was familiar with that. He's from yes, Revelations. Yes. I was just trying to check and see whether he was a demon or if God put him here. <laughs> that, well, that was one of the things I was looking to see. Because if he's ordained by God, screw well, this. See, she's got no hope. No, no, no. no. <laughs> see, here's the deal. He's a... But he's a demon serpent... Yes, put in place by God, but at the same time, Satan was put in place by God. That's true. And he's defeatable, obviously. But only by God. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think uh, God is definitely pro-Nessie. Would you agree? I would agree. I like that you were, you were silently stuttering there. I could see you struggling there for, okay, I have to come up with something to refute this. <laughs> yeah, and I did. You did. Balls in I, your court. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I disagree, but hey. <laughs> I actually read most of the sort of like passage that this creature is introduced in while you guys were talking about something else. And <laughs> um, I can't contribute to most of these things. And so the end actually says nothing on earth is his equal, a creature without fear. Okay. In the but, Bible. Yeah, but it also says that in the end times he will be destroyed by something else of God's creation. I think Nessie is of God's creation, and that's gonna be her job. That's no, she's <laughs> that is why she has survived from the Mesozoic era, is because God has said, You're not allowed to die till you take out Levi. That even rhymed. <laughs> you didn't. You guys got nothing. You guys got nothing. Here's bring it in my house, here's the fools. <laughs> you, you said that we're building a lake for the two of them to fight. We're now assuming that this is the end times when this happens. Apparently. If we are, if we are capable of finding Nessie, it has to be the end times. <laughs> Why don't we just? Well, of course, good luck finding the Leviathan. I mean, nobody's seen the Leviathan. <laughs> See, that's you why. Say, I, that's why you I said. Say, hold on. You say that Nessie's greatest skill is her stealth, that she can't be found. Actually, technically, that was Troy. I, that's part of you at this point. You two <laughs> okay, are continue, on continue. one side. Uh, you say that her greatest skill is the inability to find her. Nobody has nothing so far as the Leviathan is concerned. Levi has stayed completely out of the spotlight. Nessie can't help sneaking up every once in a while to get some pictures taken. Okay, number one... Vanity is going to be her undoing. Ha <laughs> ha! Number one... <laughs> actually, that's a good argument, but number one, as far as refuting it, uh, stealth was not our biggest argument. Craft... Intelligence was our biggest argument. Mm. Um, 
Stealth was an argument presented by Troy rather repetitively. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but not our biggest argument. Our biggest argument was craftiness. And I'm going to go back to, uh, like I like I said to open this up, we haven't developed an excellent system <laughs> of how this whole versus comes about. <laughs> um, I think we, we used last time a... Uh, not last time, it's the time before. The sci-fi movie? <laughs> Cheap sci-fi yeah, movie? The, the, yeah, Cheap sci-fi Yeti movie. and... and <laughs> so, but here's kind of what my argument that I'm going to throw out to you guys is uh, go completely unbiblical. And there are stories of the Leviathan just being a large squid that several people have seen. Mm. There are large numbers of sailors saying they've seen the Leviathan. It's a, you know, giant squid. Like the Kraken. Nessie. Yeah, the Kraken. Not even a contest. <laughs> she can take on a giant squid. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say that uh, <clears throat> you're, you're saying that it's a squid. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a squid where his back has rows of shields. Stop. 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 <laughs> no. I said, not go unbiblical. Outside, un outside of biblical principles, people say they see the Leviathan, and it's it's a giant squid. Le Leviathan simply means sea monster. I'm, that's a very very yeah. rough <laughs> translation. Oh, very very rough. A whale. It's right. a whale. I'm that is the literal translation. Is whale. Um. So you guys are kind of taking the biblical stance. Well, that's where the story of the Leviathan has originated. Mm. Can you give me an earlier text? Can uh -huh. I give you an earlier text? Uh, give me an hour. <laughs> we don't have an hour. <laughs> that's kind of my point. Is kind of mine, too. I mean, no, it's I the can't. earliest one that we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just yeah. <laughs> Did you just search Levi? <laughs> or Loch Ness? Nope. What did he search? It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> There's a book called Leviathan. I'm betting it's not as old as Moses. <laughs> so no, I can't find anything earlier than the Bible. But there's a lot of word of mouth from that time. <laughs> and I'm going to kind of take a uh, an anti-Christian view. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but there are a lot of, uh, of, of people who, who feel the Bible is not factual, right? Metaphorical? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore... This is really hard yourself. for me to do. I know. It's really Don't hard for me to do. Don't do that to yourself. The majority of the world's population would not use the Bible as factual text. Therefore, I am not going to, which hurts. <laughs> um, therefore, my earliest factual accounts are visual accounts from sailors. <laughs> which means, basically, to summarize... Um, Check and mate. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you had to sacrifice your religion in order to yeah, make that argument. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Seeing as we cannot can come come to a conclusive description and set. <laughs> See, the problem is it's two win. things that nobody knows anything about. <laughs> That's why we're discussing <laughs> it. And my big problem is whenever you say Leviathan, I don't think of the Bible. Honestly, that's not my first thought. I think of the movie Atlantis. Oh, <laughs> where it's a machine. big lobster. Yeah. <laughs> machine. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's roll with that. <laughs> if you want to roll with that, I'll roll with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too bad we're short on time. But Hannah, Hannah looks like this is the last podcast she will ever participate in. <laughs> nope. You're coming back? To be decided. That's a TBA. No, no TBA is to be announced. TBD is to, do, to be decided or more typically to be determined. <laughs> okay. I can say however I want. You sound like Mariah. So we are actually usually usually we will end with everyone saying what uh, what they think their final answer is, but it's quite obvious just by the uh, the uh, lack of enthusiasm from my cohort and the uh, the enthusiasm from the other team <laughs> that everyone thinks Leviathan would win, except me. I'm still sticking with Nessie. We don't, we don't know. I will say Nessie. this: we don't know. We know. We have more background. For the Leviathan, biblical background for so, the Leviathan, we have anything from Nessie. So, so uh, here's what I would like anyone who listens to our podcast, all three of you, I would encourage you to go online to our blog, um, which is uh, blogspot.com backslash turn your head and cough. No, it's not. It's turn your head and cough.blogspot.com. That's what it is. Um, and let us know what you think. Um, but uh, that's, I guess we, we're going to kind of close it out so that uh, Hannah and Donald can get... Sorry, this one was less than two hours. We'll try better next <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sure people are so disappointed. It would have been more than two hours. Uh, we lost some of our recording. And Troy got here a half hour late. <sighs> not my fault. I told you both. You said that we would start at 4.30. I did you not. You said you would be back here at 4.30. <laughs> I did not. I Said reject it. your reality and substitute my own. Exactly. This is Twitch. <laughs> this is Stanley. Plus, I'm, I'm totally procrast- Oh, I This know. is That's Really Me over here. She won't say it, but... <laughs> that's really me. Yo. Really me? What? Oh, is that like your Minecraft yeah. name? That's my everything. That's her gamer tag. That's yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. That's her email. That's her... <laughs> I'm That's Really Me anywhere. Like, if I'm there, I'm That's Really Me. Better known by a couple people is Hannah. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Twitch... And, of course, I'm Dave, and my thought of the month is actually going to be my most recent Facebook status update, and it's a long one, so strap in. The Lucky One, yet another crappy movie with poor acting because they cast supermodels instead of actors to distract from the unimaginative and impossibly stupid storyline and plotline. But, despite that, it is probably going to do very well in theaters due to the high number of superficial women in this country whose unrealistic views of love and romance are only outweighed by their general lack of intelligence, and whom will probably drag along whatever metrosexual slug of a man, in quotations, that are dating them because of the desire the previously mentioned slug has to have sex with the previously mentioned monkey in makeup. I'm a banana! 
Yeah, and I didn't even know I had emotions. Yeah. Until, I, I, read, until I read the books. Yeah, right? Nobody did. Yeah, nobody knew I had this, any emotions. This, this, this was, incredible, this was a new development. <laughs> this was, yeah, this was like groundbreaking stuff. 